Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Kolide FM podcast. My name is Tamsa Ogachuma and this podcast comes to you from the city of Pretoria, South Africa. And this is a podcast that focuses on family life issues. And this month we have been focusing on women because it is Women's Month in South Africa and we just want to appreciate and recognize women. And from time immemorial, women have been fighting for their rights. And I have been asking myself this question, why is it that women have been fighting for their rights? And the answer is one, men have not been loving women the way that they ought to love them. Men have not been treating women in the manner that we ought to treat them. And so women have been fighting for their rights. And it it, it boggles the mind that in the 21st century, we are still stuck in a behavior that is not progressive. We're still stuck in a behavior that is not God approved. Women are still dying deaths that are shocking. There was a, a story that was leading in South Africa for the past few weeks. A, a woman was violently killed and it, it, it broke my heart. And we are still talking about women abuse, women being beat by their men. We're still talking about women still struggling to make ends meet after being given children. And the man turns around and says, I was never ready to be a father, yet he was ready to have sex and have sex without protection. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying and I'm not promoting sex outside of marriage. And we are living in a time where a man will say, you, 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 you gave birth to these children. You know what? You take care of them. We are living in a time where the South African uh, Social Services Authority, SASA, has got, is inundated with young girls. Let me say young girls who gave birth because they're still not women, even though the age defines them as women. Young girls who are now mothers and they've got nowhere to turn to but to government. We live in a time where men are no longer, are not responsible. I, I'm not saying no longer because even in my time, even in the times of our fathers, there were men who gave birth and abandoned their children just as my father abandoned me. And left me with a woman who had no source of income, left me with a woman who had no source of income, who had nowhere to turn to. And so we live in times where it's still shocking that we don't understand our role as men. We live in a time where men are weak. Because a man who abuses and ill-treats a woman is a weak man, is a weak leader. Because God assigned the role of leadership for men. He says to men, be a leader, just as Christ has led the church. Love your wives as Christ has loved the church. And many men have failed to be a leader. And it takes me back to say to, to fathers, have you taught your sons to be leaders? A leader is the one who says, where do I lead my family today? How do I lead them? How do I lead them to success? How do I lead them to a point where they excel in who God set them out to be? A leader is the one that says, I want to equip you to be the best that you can be. And I want to say to fathers, train and teach up your sons 
to be leaders. Train them to lead women in a manner that women will excel and become the best. Train your sons to treat women with tenderness, with care and compassion as Christ has treated us, the church. While we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave up his life for us. And I just want to encourage fathers, train your sons. Be an example. Don't train them just by words. Be an example. And how do you become an example? The best example a father can be to his son is to love his wife. That is the best example. If as a father, as a husband, you love your wife, you have set the best example to your sons. Train your sons to love their sisters. To protect their sisters. For when they protect their sisters and love them, it will be easy for them to to protect and care for their wives. We live in a time where men are ill-treating their wives in front of their sons. And their sons think it is right to ill-treat your wife because they saw their fathers doing it. I came across a story this week. Somebody uh, shared an, uh, an audio with me and it, it, it truly upset me. It painted a picture of the true or the real story of what's happening in society today. This man uh, sends a, 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 a voice note to his girlfriend and he says, Can you please come over? I am feeling horny. Uh, can you come over so we can have sex? And that upset me already from the word go. What kind of a man sends a message to a woman whom he's not married to and says, come, let us have sex. That is a man who lets leadership because a man who has got the quality of leadership will say, I will not touch you outside the approval of your parents. I will not touch you outside of me having made you a wife. If you are a man living with a woman and you are not married to her, you are a weak man, you are a man who lacks foresight and leadership because the Bible says it is adultery, it is fornication to be with a woman and you have not married her. You have not sought the approval of her father. You have not sought the approval of the Lord. Neither have you sought the approval of the state. You are a weak man. You are a man who lacks leadership. You are a man who will not be successful in your own life. And so this man says to this woman, and the woman responds and says, I've been talking to you about my stress, about the challenges that I have. And the least I expect from you is to say, to support me and encourage me. And yet you are not responding to my needs. You are responding to what you want and what you need. And the man responds and says, don't tell me about what you want when I'm telling you how I feel right now. Who are you giving this cake to? Are you Tell me, are you giving this cake to another? And I'm just trying to soften it because these are the words that he was using. And he says, you are a very selfish woman. For me, that just killed me. He says, I'm telling you about my sexual needs and you're telling me about your, your stress and your, your challenges. You are a very selfish woman. Sisters, if a man insults you before you get married to him, can I just tell you? Leave him. Leave him. Look for another man who will respect you. If he insults you, that is a sign of the things to come. If he insults you, leave him. That is a big red flag, a big red robot that says 
Get away. Run away. Run away from that man. If he disrespects you in that manner, that is a sign of that he will disrespect you bigger and bet in better ways when you are married, if he ever gets married to you. And so the Bible, the Bible in Genesis says, and, and God said to, 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 to the man and the woman, he says, have dominion over the fishes of the air and over everything that moves on earth. And, and for me, this, this says something. God has never said we should have dominion over another human being. God has never said we should have control over another human being. He says we should have dominion on everything in nature. And he never says dominion on any human being. And it is unfortunate that from time immemorial, man has sought to have dominion over another human being, more so over women. It is not in our mandate, it is not in the scope of work that God has given us to have dominion over a human being, more so over a human, a, a woman. It is in our scope as men to love our sisters, to love the women that God has put in our lives. It is in our mandate and in our scope. It says, if you go to the book of Ephesians, Husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved the church. It says in the Bible, be tender towards your wives. And, and, and let me give you scenarios in the Bible. When women are not loved, it begets violence. When women are not treated with care, it begets violence. Let me give you the story of uh, Amnon and Tamar and Absalom. Amnon was a half-brother to Tamar. Amnon desires to sleep with Tamar. And he comes up with a plan. And he eventually ends up raping his sister. And when he has raped his sister... He puts her outside, disgusted by her. And when Absalom finds out, he takes his sister, protects her, cares for her. And David is silent about the treatment. The Bible does not give us a story, does not give us a record of David uh, putting the wheels of justice into motion and punishing Amnon for the treatment of his sister. And so Absalom for two years is silent and he comes up with a plan and eventually kills his brother Amnon. Now let me just look at this thing. If Amnon had wanted his sister, his half-sister, all he needed to do was to present, because Tamar says, go to my father. All he needed to do was to go to his father and he says, I desire to be with Tamar for I love her. And David would have given him the right to marry his half-sister because by then those things were allowed. All he needed to do was to request for. What kind of a man fails to request for from a woman to present his case, to present his thesis to a woman, what kind of a man fails to do that? A weak man fails to do that. A weak man insults a woman when a woman says no to his proposal. A weak man says 
throws jabs at a woman, ill-treats a woman who has said no to his proposal. Maybe when a woman says no to you, you should go back and ask yourself why. And look at yourself in the mirror. Why would she turn me down? Is there something that I'm lacking in? Am I suited to be with her? And maybe if you begin to ask yourself those questions, you might treat women better. And so, David also indicates a moment of weakness. Instead of dealing with the son who had raped and violated his own child, he keeps quiet because he's still guilty about the issue of him being with Bathsheba, another man's wife, and killing that man, Uriah. And instead of setting in motion the wheels of justice, he turns a blind eye. Wick is a man who does not stand up for a woman who has been violated. Wick is the man who does not stand up in the place of God for a woman who has been ill-treated. God has given us strength. He has given us leadership skills as men so that we can stand up and protect our sisters, the women in our lives, so that we may stand up and protect the women in our societies and in our communities. Protect the women in your community because that is the mandate that God has given you. Weak and ungodly is the man who does not protect the women and the sisters that are in his life. And even Absalom shows a moment of weakness. Instead of doing things the right way, he murders Absalom. He murders Amnon. God has not given us the mandate to take lives unjustly. He has given us the mandate to put in motion the wills of justice. Society is crumbling because we have ignored and neglected justice. And justice is very important to God. When the priests and the Pharisees failed to implement justice, God gave them their due reward. And as society, we will reap the results of injustice. We, When leaders fail to be just, we will reap the results of injustice. And I just want to leave us with this thought as we come to the conclusion of Women's Month. Have we been true leaders as men? Have we shaped the next generation of men to become better in loving and protecting and caring for our sisters, our mothers, our our wives? Have we made them realize that this is God's creation. How an insult we have thrown to God by ill-treating God's own creation. How an insult have we justified the ill-treatment of women. We have justified the ill-treatment of women because of human and silly reasons. We have not stood up and recognized that this is God's creation. And therefore, because this is God's creation, I ought to respect and treat it with respect because I respect God. And I just want to say, if we want to honor and respect God, it is high time 
we began to treat women in the manner that God would approve. It is high time we began to love our wives, our sisters, our mothers in the manner that God would approve. I want to say to sons who are giving griefs, grief to their mothers, taking drugs, coming in with different girlfriends, having multiple children and coming and dumping them at their mother's place. I want to say to you, be a better man. Be a leader. Clean up your act. Respect yourself. Respect who God made you to be. We cry and we say women are taking over everything. Maybe it is because we did not do what we were supposed to do. We were not the effective leaders that God set us out to be. And women stepped into the empty space. And maybe if we went back to our role and started doing what we ought to do, women would not see the need to step into a place. I am saying things that are even painful to me. But if I fail to be a leader, my wife will be a leader in my place. If I fail to love her, she will look for love elsewhere. If I fail to love my wife, she will shrivel and shrink like a flower in the desert. But if I love her, she will bloom and bear fruit like a tree that is blunted by the side of a stream. If I love my wife, she will guide and lead my children to be the best that they can be. If I love my wife and treat her with care, honor, and respect, my children will see God in me. Many children do not see God in this world because many fathers have failed to show them who God is. And I just want to leave you with this thought. I just want to leave you with these thoughts. As a society, are we doing what God set us out to be? Are we doing the things that will please him? And are we loving our sisters? Are we not tired of rape cases on our newspapers? Are we not tired of murders? Are we not tired of sisters having to sleep with men in order to get jobs? Are we not tired of seeing women carrying babies on their back, struggling in the sun, standing at the robots, begging for money? Are we not tired of seeing women queuing up at Sasa, queuing up at the social services department, asking, begging for government, begging government for money for a livelihood? Are we not tired? If we are tired of these things, if we want to honor and respect God, let us turn society around by being true leaders as men, by being godly leaders. By being leaders who will create a better society and a better environment for our sisters, for the women in our society. You've been listening to the Friday Night World Show on the Golide FM podcast. You can find us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook. Drop us a comment. Drop us uh, your thoughts on this podcast. Drop us a word of encouragement. Help us improve and help us become better. My name is Tamsan Ogachum. Until we meet again next time, same time, same place. May the good Lord bless you. Ciao.
understand what a man does. Hey, maybe we must talk about this during a, a family ministries thing. But it's fine, let's mention it. There's a reason why Eve is a rib. A rib. Because if I take a stick and I try to hit your ribs, you lower your arm. Adam is the strength for the protection of Eve. Adam never exposes Eve. He takes the blows for Eve. A man must die in defense of his wife and daughter, not offer them for him to get out. These are cowards. They offer women instead of facing the battle. And that is why today we have abusive societies. Because our young men were not taught what it means to be a man. A man was given strength to protect a woman, not to beat a woman. But in a postmodernic society where everyone does what is right in his own sight, a woman becomes a punching bag. A woman becomes something you rape. A man who rapes is a coward. He lacks the inner strength to plead a logical case to a woman. So you force yourself because you lack the wisdom to approach a woman face up and say, I would like to be a part of your life and have her interrogate you and you answer. Because you are that weak and pathetic, you use women sexually because it's the only place where you have strength. Outside of your pants, you are nothing. So the only way you can try and dominate is through your pants. But God is looking for men who dominate through the mind and through the spirit. We don't rape. We make a proposal. We defend the proposal. When the proposal has been accepted, you work every day to deliver. A godly man is not a politician. You don't make a proposal and not fulfill it. You make your proposal. When it is accepted, you work every day to deliver. But men of situational ethics only want one night stands. See, when a man wants to have sex and walk away, you must know you are dealing with a coward. He doesn't know how to stay and build. Hence, he wants a hit and run. That's a coward. A man stays and starts and finishes something. Doesn't come once and then he passes by. True men stay for decades. From the day you said, I do, you stay. Even when she can't even boil rice, you stay. When she throws the boiling rice at you, you stay. Are you with me? True men. True men. And this is something we need to teach to our young men. True men. When a man is true and comes from God, in the evening your wife upsets you. In the morning you take her car, go to the garage, put in a full tank, bring it back to the garage, take it to the car wash, bring it back. Even though you are angry, you give her the key and say, your car is clean. That's a man! That is a man! But when you are angry... When you are angry and you live with your cards and you live with your everything and you don't buy groceries because you are angry, a coward. That's not a man. 
A man fulfills his oath before God, even when his wife disrespects him. Because our oath is to God who made us high priests. It is bigger than how the wife responds. We made an oath to God, not to the women. 